Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Made in the Americas podcast. I'm Dan McGrath, head of DHL's communications, sustainability, and brand team in the Americas region. Uh, This podcast covers various topics impacting the 21st century workforce from the perspective of DHL executives in the Americas. For this podcast, we have five of our CEOs from our four business units in the Americas. In March of this year, DPDHL Group announced its sustainability roadmap as part of its environmental, social and governance framework, ESG, as we call it. For this first podcast in a three-part series, we're tackling the first pillar of ESG, that's environmental. So to start things off, um, we have Scott Suredin, CEO of DHL Supply Chain North America. Um, Scott, just to start things, can you share with our listeners uh, some info on the recent investment Deutsche Post DHL Group announced with regards to our clean operations and where some of these investments are likely to be made? Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, Deutsche Post DHL Group has made a commitment to invest uh, 7 billion euros through 2030 in clean operations to reduce emissions. You know, company-wide, these investments will be focused in four areas. Um, The first is in global ground fleet, you know, electrifying our last mile delivery vehicles, you know, and increasing the amount of sustainable fuels used in our line haul. Um, The second is in aviation, um, increasing the use of sustainable aviation fuel, um, the third is in our warehouse and facilities, you know, designing 100% of all new buildings uh, to be carbon neutral. Um, and the fourth is in really customer solutions. You know, we plan to offer green alternatives for 100% of our core products um, and solutions. I should also say we've already made progress in this area. So um, even though we come out with these goals, you know, we have improved our carbon efficiency by 44% since uh, 2007. And I would also say, you know, for the supply chain division that I'm responsible for, clean operations will take shape in a number of ways across our business. You know, you know, first, given our strong warehousing footprint, we will be targeting making all of our own facilities, you know, net zero carbon by 2025. You know, the second is in our transportation activities. Um, we'll be reducing transport emissions within our own fleet and with our subcontractors. Um, you may be aware there were some press releases around our plans to buy Tesla trucks and continue exploring, you know, alternative cleaner fuels um, as technology improves and can deliver uh, the solutions that are required for our customers. And then I would say finding sustainable and optimizing packaging solutions. And then finally, you know, just working with our customers to achieve uh, zero waste at landfills. Thanks, Scott. Tim Robertson, CEO of DHL Global Forwarding in the Americas. Tim, in the area of ocean freight, Our world's fleet has quadrupled in size since the 1980s. What is DHL Global Forwarding doing to help mitigate the strain on our oceans? No doubt the ocean freight transport sector in general and its customers are really facing huge challenges right now. And as the leading freight forwarder, our extensive global footprint and operations, of course, impact the environment significantly. So as an organization, we have a very special responsibility to our employees, society, and the environment to develop and implement solutions that help reduce the carbon footprint, not just of DHL Global Forwarding, but also our customers. Now, at Global Forwarding, sustainable maritime fuels are an important element 
of our decarbonization roadmap and are really a key lever for driving down emissions in ocean freight transport chains. So we're really proud of the fact that we've been making it possible for our customers to fully decarbonize their ocean transports by choosing sustainable maritime fuels for first, less than container load moves, and then also now full container load uh, uh, shipments. This is part of our Go Green Plus service portfolio. Thanks, Tim. So the next question on, on that note relates to our customers, which obviously an important part of the equation when it comes to sustainability and our, and our roadmap. Um, and I'd like to turn to Lee Spratt, CEO of DHL e-commerce solutions in the Americas. Lee, um, if an e-commerce company is starting out on their journey, what one or two things would you recommend that they do to begin that green journey? Thanks, Dan. Uh, great question. You know, at DHL e-commerce solutions, we're very fortunate that we get the, you know, serve the e-commerce community and it's really all we do. And uh, so we spent a lot of time talking to customers. You heard Scott earlier talking about, you know, packaging, and that's one of the critical elements for our customers. Uh, first and foremost, you know, you want to have packaging that conforms to the product you're shipping. So that's the first area that we encourage our customers to think about. You know, the second thing that we're starting to see with our customers is biodegradable products. You know, a lot of apparel comes in these bags. Uh, we're seeing corn-based type products that are compostable. Uh, and then the third area is really, you know, about where customers, you know, house their product. So the closer you can get the product to the consumer, uh, you know, the more the, you reduce that carbon footprint. So we also think it's important that our customers understand, you know, what is the carbon footprint they're producing so they can then, you know, take action to try and reduce that. Thank you, Lee. Um, another important element of our sustainability roadmap is, of course, our employees for a company with more than 560,000 employees worldwide, they, you know, uh, our employees have a, an opportunity to play a crucial role in achieving those goals. And I'd like to turn at this point to Javier Bilbao, CEO of DHL Supply Chain in Latin America. Javier, my question to you is, can you share how you're encouraging our employees to become more actively involved in helping our company reach its environmental targets? Hi, Dan, of course. Um, so to achieve our sustainability objectives um, in DHL supply chain, we identified the participation of our employees as a key factor. And uh, there's different ways in which uh, we can see this happen. We have uh, established the Go Green Specialist Certification, which uh, provides information in relation to the environment, sustainability challenges, and the actions that we can take. And examples of, of how we're doing this is how uh, we've been investing in uh, spec trucks in Mexico, which are vehicles that uh, reduce significantly the emissions of CO2. Uh, we've been also um, adding to our fleet electric vehicles in uh, Brazil, recently in Colombia as well. We are using uh, bicycles for deliveries in Sao Paulo, um, recently incorporated as well in uh, Bogota in Colombia. And, uh, for example, we've uh, uh, obtained the LEED premium uh, certification for one of our warehouses in Brazil. It's important to note as well that CO2 measurements are uh, part of our regular metrics. So our employees see visibly um, every time that we look at those metrics, uh, the importance that we're placing on reducing uh, the CO2 emissions. 
Finally, on that note, it's important to highlight uh, how the Go Green program also encourages the uh, volunteer activities. And the part that I enjoy the most here is when I see our employees planting trees. Thank you, Javier. Some great insights there. So just to turn things over to um, our next speaker, and I'd like to touch on the topic of fleet electrification and last mile delivery, an important area in the environmental equation. Um, and I'm going to turn things over to Mike Parra, CEO of DHL Express in the Americas. Mike, um, several logistics companies have announced that they're planning to electrify their fleets. DHL Express has announced that they plan uh, to, to expand its green fleet throughout the Americas. In addition to this, um, can you share what plans you have to make the last mile greener? We've been expanding our final mile electrification of our fleet over the last couple of years. Uh, if you think about what we've been doing throughout the region, just between the US, Canada, and Mexico alone, uh, we have close to 200 operating final mile electrical vehicles today within those three locations. But not just there, um, we've got Ecuador that's already testing electric motorcycles uh, and pickup and delivery vehicles. From an express standpoint, we're adding five additional pickup and delivery vehicles as well. Uh, and even in Argentina, from that perspective, we've moved on to electrical assist bikes as well. We're testing those in Mexico and looking to ramp them up where they make sense uh, throughout the region. In addition to that, in the United States, uh, we've introduced electric tractor trailers uh, as well that are working quite well uh, within the United States and the plan is to expand them appropriately. Uh, in Miami, Florida, right here where I'm at, uh, we introduced four e-cargo uh, bicycles uh, that the expected annual reduction as a result of deploying those four cargo cycles is 101,000 kilograms of CO2 emission, which is quite substantial. Uh, and as such, we're looking to deploy that, uh, again, where it makes sense across the region. And then recently, we've introduced a series of mobile pop-up retail stores, uh, which are basically 100% off the grid, they're all solar powered, uh, which in turn fuel some backup batteries and allow for easy access for our customers. It is a commitment that we have as part of our ESG strategy as a group. Uh, and it's one that we're going to continue to continue to uh, expend more upon. Thank you, Mike. Um, so turning things over to, to you, Scott. Um, the transportation sector overall is responsible for over 16% of global greenhouse gas emissions. How can companies in the logistics and transportation industry make a significant impact and try and bring that number down? Well, I guess first, you know, as the world's leading logistics company and a market leader for North America, you know, we have a great deal of buying power and leverage with our suppliers. Um, so now this means we have an ample opportunity to influence the industry and lead the way for the companies. Um, I would also say many of our customers and partners know they have to improve in this area, and that is leading to innovations and new green technology. Um, you know, in addition to electric or natural gas powered vehicles or sustainable fuels, there's easy wins we can already achieve today. I mean, you know, for example, on a smaller scale, 
you know, in supply chain, you know, we're leveraging telematics or technology for things like route optimization, shifting, braking, you know, speeding, and all of these things, you know, reduce miles traveled and generate fewer emissions. And then I would say another example on the bigger side or larger scale, you know, in supply chain North America, we manage more than 144 million square feet of warehouse space. So, you know, we have a real estate solutions team that is helping us rethink the way that we build and operate those spaces. So, you know, initiatives here include, you know, reducing energy demand in facilities, installing solar panels, you know, using recycled rainwater and, you know, sustainable plants. So things of that sort. Thanks, Scott. Turning things over to you, Tim, you know, it's, it's looking like demand for air transport is not going to slow down for the remainder of this year and, and into into the, 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 the future, into the near term. Could you share what DHL Global Forwarding, as the world's largest air freight forwarder, is doing to establish systems, programs, policies to reduce the environmental impact in the future of aviation um, to levels that protect people's health and welfare? You've hit on a real key topic here, and this is that the largest part of our emissions at Global Forwarding are actually scope three emissions, and they are directly related to air freight services. So similar to the bold moves that I mentioned before uh, in terms of offering sustainable fuel solutions for our ocean freight customers, we are also now starting to pilot the same in-setting fuel service for our air freight customers. This is industry leading, and this is very exciting. Now to replace fossil fuels with biofuels from an air freight perspective, you of course need to have the right infrastructure in place. The fuel replacement itself actually takes place at, at the airport. And today this is only available in a few locations around the world and also with a few uh, suppliers that have this possible. This is why our program of insetting and a book and claim service, we think is absolutely the way forward. So the pilot that we have started, we've teamed up with United Airlines uh, in the EcoSkies Alliance. And here this year, we will already begin purchasing uh, emission reductions through sustainable aviation fuel this year. Uh, and also in the years to come. By teaming up with trusted partners like United, we can offer customers to not only reduce emissions, but we send a very strong demand signal to the few producers and users that are out there today that they really need to scale up production of sustainable fuels. And I fully expect that you're gonna see that we are not just very active, but we are leading in the purchasing of available SAF in the market in the future. Now, Dan, the decarbonization of the sector is, is possible, but it's going to take a joint effort, right? This is not just about DHL, but it's about all industry players. It's about government partners. And of course, our customers need to be with us here on this journey. We, we've talked quite a bit about burning clean with sustainable fuels, but we also need to look at how we burn less or how we optimize efficiency uh, in air freight. I wanna give you a really good example of a solution that we have today. For those customers that might be able to slow down parts of their supply chain, but still outpace the lead times for ocean freight, we developed 
a multimodal express service. We call it MMX from Asia, uh, servicing Latin America. It combines the agility of air freight from Asia into North America, and then land transport and ocean freight down into uh, South America. On these lanes, our customers have been able to realize already between 50 to 80% reduction in CO2 emissions compared to traditional air freight services. So I think you see these examples here, we're truly exploring every possible angle that we have to support our customers in reaching their sustainability goals and at the same time pursue ours. Thank you, Tim. So we've heard Tim Robertson there of DHL Global Forwarding mention a key word in all of this, which is partnership. And and on that theme, I'd like to turn to Lee Spratt, the CEO of our DHL e-commerce solutions division in the Americas and and, and turn it around a bit into the the customer relationship where I think partnership is still a, a key word. Uh, Lee, maybe maybe you could share some insight into what DHL e-commerce solutions is doing in the Americas to help customers get more visibility on their carbon footprint and and take measures to reduce it. Yeah, thanks, Dan. You know, we've been in conversation with our customers for several years now about green solutions. And, you know, as everybody's aware over the last couple of years, um, you know, the whole globe has started to think about the environment and what are we going to do to protect it? And uh, so this year we embarked on a journey, uh, which is just the beginning, but we've rolled out a tool uh, that our customers can use in our web portal that allows them to track their carbon emissions. Uh, they can do this on a weekly or a monthly basis. They can track it by product. So it gives them an idea of what their starting point is. It also gives us you know, the tools we need to continue to drive uh, those emissions out of our delivery solution. One of the other things that we've done this year is we've rolled out our first uh, totally carbon neutral product uh, or green product, as we call it. It's our Expedited Max. It's our fastest product. It flies, so it has the highest uh, carbon footprint. Uh, But we rolled it out this year and is now a fully um, carbon neutral product. Uh, And we're looking at the rest of our product line as well to make sure that we uh, continue to improve uh, the carbon footprint of DHL e-commerce solutions overall. Thank you, Lee. And, and obviously, e-commerce as a sector is is driving a lot of the growth in our sector. And with that, potentially also some of the environmental impact that, that we generate or could potentially generate over time. So on that note, I'd like to turn uh, take a look at Latin America. And I'll come to Javier Bilbao, CEO of DHL Supply Chain Latin America, and ask you, Javier, in Latin America, what you know, e-commerce is a segment with high growth potential. How are you preparing in DHL supply chain to help customers mitigate the environmental effects of having more delivery vehicles on the road, more warehouses closer to the customer in cities and an increase in packaging materials, for example? Yes, Dan, uh, this is indeed a true and legitimate concern. On the warehousing side, uh, we're trying to work on, uh, you know, not just doing things right, but also making sure that this is certified and verifiable. So we have uh, right now uh, lead platinum uh, certification for one of our warehouses in Brazil uh, that is uh, teaching us a lot on on how to add sustainable best practices. Uh, we're using a, a solar power plant on the warehouse roof that produces 80% of the operations energy demand. And uh, we have uh, another lead certification in place in, in Mexico, 
this one is also helping us with the monitoring of water consumption, uh, optimization of the energy use, etc. And um, we're, uh, for example, also using in the pharmaceutical sector reusable passive containers that avoid the use of expanded polystyrene refrigerators. And this is an example um, that we have in Colombia. When we look at the uh, transport side, um, a big element in improving this is through the uh, um, electric vehicles. And I'm glad to say that we've recently incorporated uh, a larger vehicle, a truck that has capacity for 7.5 tons. Uh, previous efforts have been mostly focused on vans, uh, but it's good to see that we can start adding higher capacity that allows us in the uh, consolidation of routes, uh, making um, those routes more efficient and uh, therefore reducing that footprint. But it's also important to mention the packaging component. We've introduced artificial intelligence capabilities that through software help us more expertly calculate the best distribution in proportion of products, boxes, and pallets, and uh, maximizing the space by selecting and organizing packages more effectively uh, and efficiently based on size and weight. Uh, a last thing that I'd like to highlight is how we're using collaborative robots that are also helping to contribute to making packaging automation and operations much more efficient. Thank you, Javier. So as, as we bring things almost to a close now on the E uh, of uh, ESG, which is environment, I think this is a great opportunity to address the big elephant in the room, or perhaps we should call it the, the, the pig that can fly, because uh, obviously um, uh, aviation is um, a major contributor. And I know that Tim Robertson, the CEO of DHL Global Forwarding in the Americas, spoke earlier about what we're doing with suppliers. But I've, I've got a question here for... Mike Parra, our DHL Express America's CEO, about whether, Mike, you believe it's realistic that we can address, let's say, the scope one emissions, the ones that are within our control or more directly within our control, by 2050 um, in line with this plan we have to achieve zero emissions by 2050. Hey, Dan, I, I got to tell you, I want to address the if pigs could fly comment that you made. Um, so I, I do want to say that the pretty yellow pig that could fly. Uh, there is a reality and we're doing three things about it that I can speak to uh, to the colleagues that are listening. Number one, I would say uh, in 2021, we announced that we plan to continue to modernize our fleet uh, by ordering an additional eight Boeing 777 freighters. That would make it 22 uh, by the time we're done with that order, uh, which is uh, will contribute significantly uh, to strategy 2025 sustainability goals due to the fuel efficiency uh, and technology reducing CO2 emissions by 18% compared to the legacy B747-400s uh, or 800s uh, that we fly today. So that would be number one. Uh, in addition to that, I would say number two is we continue to find partners uh, that could provide us with sustainable aviation fuel. An example of that is in San Francisco, where we partnered with Neste. Uh, and again, that program is working well. And as that continues to develop and evolve, uh, not only here in the Americas, but in Europe, where we're currently purchasing SAF fuel as well, uh, we are going to double down on that strategy. And then finally, we made a major announcement, which is in fact uh, that we have 
purchase 12 electric aircraft uh, from a company in Arlington, Western Washington called Eviation. Uh, and the Aviation Alice plane, which is a fixed wing aircraft uh, that carries up to 2,600 pounds, flies 450 nautical miles uh, and can go 250 nautical miles per hour, uh, is going to play an important part for us in the development of aircraft uh, while helping to spur innovation uh, in electric aviation. So. Uh, again, that's just the beginning uh, with aviation, um, and I'm sure uh, it's the beginning for electrifying uh, aircraft in the air. So those are three quick examples of what we're doing within the Express Division. Dan. Thank you, Mike. That's incredibly exciting news, and we're really looking forward to how that, how that pans out and uh, see, seeing that aircraft take to the sky sometime in a couple of years. So with that, I think that brings us nicely to the end of our podcast edition on environmental aspects of logistics. And uh, I'd like to thank all of our America's DHL CEOs for sharing their insights and, and some of the developments from within their units. And thank you, everybody who's listened into this podcast. And I would just say, please stay tuned for the next edition of our Made in the Americas podcast. <laughs>